What's going on, everyone? Happy Monday. Hope you had a great weekend. I'm Dylan. And I'm Josh. And we're the Out of Office Podcast. Yes, if people say it's your option, we'll be like, we'll take our chances. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and speaking of um, folks holding out, did you see the Florida governor today? <laughs> I've been married for 30 years. You don't know. <laughs> Hey, Josh, how's it going, man? Happy Sunday, bro. It's going good, Dylan. How about you? Uh, It's going well. I'm actually sipping on some of my kombucha that I made first batch. Pretty good. Oh, nice. Shout out to Julie for giving me the SCOBY, um, by the way. Uh, Yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty good. Very cheap compared to actually getting a bottle. I think it'll cost me maybe like a couple of bucks, like three dollars to make six days or six bottles worth yeah it's just black tea is really all you have to pay for right i think it's just black Uh, tea maybe like some flavoring stuff sugar and yeah if you want to flavor it technically you don't have to flavor it but i just did it with uh, ginger lime or lemon and uh, so honey and it's pretty good nice nice yeah and now you can just keep making it you know forever for for free which is nice yeah, it's weird. I thought I was going to potentially give myself food poisoning. I guess the jury's still out on that, but at least right now I, st- I feel fine. <laughs> yeah, I-, I was nervous about that too. And, you know, have- I've drank it for two weeks now and no sickness yet. So okay, hopefully <laughs> we'll continue. Yeah, 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 for sure. So what-, what have you been up to this weekend? It's been a good weekend. It's been, I think, really yesterday just hanging out and not doing much. Um, played some Call of Duty with EY and um, some of his friends and family, which was fun. Um, on, I think it was Thursday, I did get attacked by a bird, which is like the... Attacked? <laughs> which what do you was mean, attacked? Dumb. So I ordered to-go food from this place in Fremont. And um, I walk out to the car and I go in a restaurant and then I go pick up the food. And then as I'm walking back to my car, I see a dead crow like right next to my wheel and I literally think as I'm seeing the dead bird, I'm like, oh, well, I didn't notice that, like, when I was parking, um, mm-hmm. that, like, there's a dead bird next to my car, which is kind of gross. Yeah. Um, and then as I'm, like, trying to open up the door, all of a sudden, a crow comes by and, like, literally attacks me and, like, tries to, um, his, like, talons touch my arms, which oh. grossed me out. Yeah, Jeez. like, it was, like, trying to, like, you grab me brother! or do something. <laughs> yeah exactly (laughs) and it was like making a ton of noise screeching or whatever and like um yeah went down and like it's talents touched my arm which like grossed me out a ton um and then i like rush into my (laughs) yep yep crows are nasty (laughs) yeah and so like i like almost dropped all the food uh luckily was able to hold on to and like skirted away and then like ran back into my car while the crow is like it flew back above and was just making a ton of noise at me and i just like look across the street and there's just like dude um i think this uber driver just like cracking up laughing at me he's just like dude are you okay <laughs> so <laughs> <'Cause> you- <laughs> i just like screwed and was like running around <laughs> oh man so do you think it was attacking you for the food or because of the dead crow i thought you killed it i think Did the you dead crow it? I know I didn't. It was it was very dead. It, it had been there for not to like gross people out, but like you could barely tell a bird was there. It was that dead. Okay, so it wasn't like you yeah. had ran over it and then like kind of moved your car over and like oh my god, what yeah. happened? <laughs> I think it was a hundred percent though that it, it thought like I was either like trying to move it or I had killed it. Um, 
the way that like it made the noise and like tried to snatch me <laughs> I, I definitely <laughs> i definitely think it was just like yo you ran over my homie <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's funny i wonder if it uh yeah what if it was just like times are hard out here gotta get some food maybe COVID <laughs> hitting everyone yeah man well hope at least at least we we can assume nobody was there so we can't confirm or deny this but it doesn't look like you killed the killed the crow so that's good i did not think i killed it no it was it was very very dead okay. um as i looked at it yeah <laughs> yeah oh man that's that's pretty funny you've had some interesting experiences with uh birds and food just in general last time you birched on you when you were getting food <laughs> yeah yeah exactly i need to uh you know carry an umbrella like when i'm leaving restaurants for to go now yeah just yeah, to be safe yeah definitely not the bird whisperer yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah how was your week was it good uh yeah it was good uh yesterday was my dad's birthday shout out to my dad happy birthday so we hung out watched the movie actually ferris bueller's day off because i had never seen it and it was all right the movie uh it was definitely interesting because you could see like certain things just wouldn't fly in today's times Mm -hmm. um I won't go into that because I don't know if people haven't seen the movie. I mean, I feel like it's worth it. I was, it was like interesting. I didn't know what was going to happen the entire movie, um, so that mm-hmm. was cool. And then also watched the UFC fights. Um, I think I sent you the highlights for the main event. Yeah. But man, it was that was a crazy fight. It was basically for those of you that haven't seen it, highly recommend going to check out the highlights for um, the UFC's fight last night with Dan Hooker and Dustin Poirier. Poirier, I think it's Poirier. That's how you pronounce it. But they basically hit each other as hard as they could in the face without like blocking for multiple rounds <laughs> is, is how I would kind of yeah. describe it. So uh, definitely, definitely was fun doing that. Yeah, that was a good fight. I only watched round five live because I, okay. I just hadn't, when you texted that, it took me a while to look at the text. And so I was like, oh no, hopefully it's still on. Yeah. So it was able to catch like the last couple minutes of the fifth round, but by then they were pretty gassed. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. But yeah, other than that, just, you know, trying to stay safe out here, wearing a mask and just social distancing because obviously coronavirus is back. Not like it ever left, but it's really back. (laughs) It is really back. And I think for Washington now, it's um, it's required to wear a mask both indoors and outdoors outside of your household, I think is a is a rule. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is. Um, I feel like we're, are we the first state to go and do the statewide um, enforcement with ticketing? I, I'm guessing maybe New York at one point had it as well. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think New York might have, but uh, I wouldn't doubt us being the first. We, we definitely, I feel like we've been pretty on top of the coronavirus stuff here for the most part. Yeah, yeah we have. There are, there are some outbreaks happening. I think Yakima is getting hit really hard right now. Yeah, um, and that they're actually shipping a lot of sick people from Yakima over to Seattle because their their hospitals are at capacity right now. And um, I think we've talked about it a ton before. Like some of the more rural areas, not only in Washington but in other states, like their capacity to handle a ton of people with respiratory issues in the ICU is pretty limited. And so, yeah, I think you know if it continues to spread in rural areas, they will just continue to ship you know more people to Seattle or whatever the closest metropolitan city is. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's definitely uh, picking up. Um, I know that in Florida specifically, they were ha- they had I think 
5,500 cases on Wednesday alone, like of new cases. And initially, their governor, uh, Dos Santos, was saying that the reason for the spikes was due to the increased number of testing and their capability of testing. But when they actually looked at the percentage rate of people that tested positive um, compared to the actual number of tests, it was actually a sharp increase. Um, And so it's not that there's more tests going around. Obviously, that's a thing, but it's primarily more people are actually getting infected at a higher rate because of the reopening. And so... Yeah, I know exactly. That. You have to normalize for that, which is a fair point that like, yeah. you know, Pence and Trump keep saying, but like when you actually do the math and, you know, it's like, it's all about it's like, the rate. No, it actually, yeah. Context it actually matters. Is going up. <laughs> yeah. 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 And so um, I know that them and I think Texas is also doing this now as well. They're halting their reopening plans, so they're not rolling anything back. Um for the most part, but they're just keeping things where they are. But actually, no. Actually, in Texas, they did uh, roll back bars, so they're shutting down bars. Florida shut down bars too. They did too. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Which is they smart. Just recently shut it down because that's probably where a lot of it's being transmitted. Because I believe that the majority of people um, that have been getting it were under forty-five. Yeah. Which is a lower risk, of course, of them actually dying, but they can spread it to other people. So. Hmm. Yeah, that's right. And for Florida, too, I'm reading that just within the last day, they reported 8,500 cases. And so they're almost at 10,000 new cases a day, which is pretty steep. When you look at a map of all the U.S., Florida's just red right now, like the COVID tracking maps. And just Florida and Texas are just almost all red right now, which is, you know, pretty scary stuff. That's crazy. I think... (laughs) In a few days, they'd have more cases than Washington has just had in general. Mm-hmm. Yep, in just a few days. Yeah. And that's the thing with, um, I think, these type of viruses, too, that the, the growth is super exponential. And so, um, you know, once it starts to spread, it just compounds upon itself and can accelerate a ton in, like, a super short time frame without, like, you know, the social distancing and wearing masks and stuff like that. Um, if people are reckless, like, you see it super quickly. Um, and I think, you know, we're seeing it now. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting as well because all the states that had the, for the most part, the most lax, um, shutdowns and lockdowns mm-hmm. in the shortest time frame for those lockdowns are the ones that are now getting hit really hard. So it's almost, uh, I don't want to say karma cause it's, you know, it's not, it's not really one of those situations where it's like, oh, they deserve this. I mean, in the way, like this was what was bound to yeah. happen more so than saying they deserve this. Cause obviously we don't want to say people deserve to get sick because their government didn't enforce stricture restrictions. Yeah. And it's always like one thing is hard for me to like, um, rationalize. Cause in some regard, like I think the, you've seen a clip of the, the Florida lady, yeah, in the yeah. city council and whatnot. I'm like, oh yeah. man, let me she... insert that. Let me insert that right yeah. now. <laughs> Just yeah, so please insert it. Please insert it. We will get together and do a citizen's arrest on every single human being that goes against the freedom of choice. Okay? You cannot mandate. You literally cannot mandate somebody to wear a mask knowing that that mask is killing people. And yeah, now that we've listened to that, like I, I struggle listening and, you know, feeling bad for her because she's like likely very ill-informed or just getting like upset and being like, what you're saying is craziness. Um, 
but it, it almost seems like it was out of a TV show. Yeah. Yeah, there was like a uh, Parks and Rec like uh, comparison video that uh, Eli sent over. So, mm -hmm. yeah, if you just look, just Google Parks and Rec and then um, Florida Masks. And you'll you'll find a pretty funny video, but it, it was it's crazy. I, how does she, how does that lady have like the ability to talk or any of those people? <laughs> yeah, it's it's insanity. It really is. And um, I have started to see a couple of misinformation posts. I'll just call it like pop up on Facebook. I think now that the mass are required statewide, I'm seeing like more public debates on Facebook about it, mm -hmm. especially. Uh, to be honest, uh, and from like more of the rural areas, like my friend groups in like the more rural parts of Washington, I see like those debates taking place. Um, and I do see people posting like 10 reasons why you shouldn't wear masks. And it's like all of this stuff that she's saying, like it hurts your respiratory breathing. It actually increases your rate of infection and stuff like that, where I'm just like, it's like, where's the source? There's no source on this. This is just people saying stuff. First, they'll make us wear masks. And mm -hmm. then... They'll get rid of Jesus, <laughs> like the, those yeah. like wild comparisons that a lot of people do. But yeah, yeah, it's it's wild. It's hard to know what's true on the internet just because if it's in like an Instagram post and it looks like it comes from a, a source or some mm -hmm. website that it's it's oh this is real and people kind of want to believe what they want to believe and you can always find something on the um, to kind of fit your viewpoint nowadays. Where before I don't think that was possible without the internet and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, I agree completely. And then, um, I know Facebook is getting a ton of pushback in the last week uh, with kind of how they monitor their, their ads and their information and how they label misinformation. I think there's actually a couple of companies that have joined the advertising ban right now um, just until they figure out or Facebook figures out, you know, kind of what to do. Yeah, and that's uh, definitely, I think, uh, Facebook's actually started to kind of change its tune on on that just because they're so heavily reliant on advertisement. That's where they make like 90% of their money is based off of ads. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Unilever also pulled um, his point advertising from Facebook and Coca-Cola is pausing social media advertising. Wow. Does Coca-Cola even need to advertise anymore? <laughs> I guess that's kind of all they are. It's just the advertising. Yeah, that's kind of a, yeah. It's interesting because Coca Cola really doesn't sell soda. They're just more of an advertising. You're really good yeah. advertising firm. At like the end of the day, that just yeah. specializes on one product. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Because I mean, their drink. I mean, I know they have a lot of other products besides just Coca Cola, but at least yeah. for Coca Cola, it's literally just sugar and water. It's like a concentrate. Yeah, like all their products aren't differentiated at all. It's like all the same. You can. Mm -hmm. It's pretty easy to sub it in and out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, man. But, I mean, yeah, it, it's, it is funny, though, how political the mask thing has become. Um, mm -hmm. When it's, it's kind of just like one of those things that shouldn't be political at all. I mean, it's like, do you want to protect yourself or protect others? Is it really that big of an inconvenience to wear a mask? Like, I don't love wearing yeah. a mask, but once you get one that's kind of decent, it's like, this really isn't that bad. Yeah, and it's weird that we even have to have this, like, conversation, right? Like, come on, it isn't that bad. Like, it's just, it's not that bad, and there's a pandemic going on. Yeah, and it's like, a lot of the people that were against masks were against closing down in the first place. So it's kind of like you're giving the trade-off, hey, we can keep things open, you wear a mask, what are you going to do? I want none of it. You're like, 
Yeah. Come on, you got to meet in the middle. I think people are so. I think. Well, I guess. I guess I would just say I think everything is just so polarizing now that people feel they need to pick a side and be, you know, one way about it or nothing. There's no real compromise. Yeah. Do you think states will continue to shut down their borders or force visitors to do 14-day quarantines? I think New York and New Jersey and maybe a couple of other states announced um, not necessarily a ban on other uh, states visiting, but a required quarantine. If you're visiting from like a, I think if Washington, if we visit New York right now, we have to sit out for 14 days. Yeah, I think that, I think they'll more so do the 14 days thing because I think it's a lot harder to actually shut down um, their borders as a whole. And it might be. Mm-hmm kind of controversial because we're you know the united states and whatnot but i think the 14 day quarantine is just a way to prevent people from just traveling straight in i know that a lot of people might just travel to a state nearby and then drive up that's like a pretty big inconvenience in order to do what you want to do just more deter people by just making it super annoying yeah yeah because then it's less controversial i think they'd be less likely to get sued or anything like that and yeah, it kind of feel weird to just be locked in your state. You can't leave. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah what about yeah. you? I don't know. I don't know. I um, I guess it just kind of depends on what happens. What I anticipate happens is that it, it gets a little bit worse. And then even some of the states that are more reluctant to, to be a lot more um, aggressive with um like the presentation part of it i think they'll come to the table uh just as like it gets worse in their state like i think they'll be forced to kind of confront it um but if they don't like i can definitely see like washington for example just like kind of closing things up and saying you know if you're listening from here and here you'll have to do like a 14-day quarantine and that may just be the norm across a lot of different states yeah yeah i would agree with that. that that makes sense um, one thing I do think is going to happen is rather than doing a nationwide shutdown of things, I think it'll be like certain areas will start to shut down. Like certain cities will be like, okay, we need to en- enact these policies. We need social distancing. You can't go X, Y, and Z. These businesses can't be open just so it's not such a major impact on everyone. And because there are going to be different hotspots and places that are um, obviously spreading a lot higher than others. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And it is crazy to see the U.S. getting banned from different countries or from visiting different areas now. Uh, the European Union came out with a list of countries that they're not going to allow back into um, their block, and the U.S. was one of them. I think Russia was also on the list, too. And so it sounds like right now, um, for U.S. citizens visiting Europe, that just won't be a possibility anytime soon. Mm. Well, I guess I'm not going to Europe any, anytime yeah. soon. Although <laughs> I guess um, it's so they're deciding at the EU level, like the the guidelines and what countries can be accepted back in. But I guess it's only enforced on the state level, the national level. Okay. And so it's more of a like recommendation at the end of the day. And so there are certain countries like Greece who have already said, like, we're going to ignore it just because their economy depends so much on tourism. And Greece is, like, already not doing too hot. Like, they've been (laughs) struggling for, like, what, the last 10 years? Yeah. And so they they literally were like, we we need to take the risk. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll let United States people in the the Greece. 
That makes sense. I wonder if they've thrown any deals uh, to go down there. I think I actually saw something that was like, uh, if you do get COVID while you're here, we'll like pay for your hospital stay and stuff like that. Oh, interesting. I'm just like, okay, I don't know if I should go in there. That's a <laughs> potential risk. Yeah. But. Yeah. Japan, I think, was their tourism um, department was trying to play around with um, some type of incentive to try to get people to visit. Okay. I don't know if they ended up going through with it, but they were, I think, throwing around like we'd pay for half your flight or something like that. That's pretty good. Not bad. Not bad at yeah. all. Yeah. You think you're going to take like any COVID uh, trips, as, they, as you might want to call it? Like a I don't think so. I think I'm going to be in Seattle or Pacific Northwest for um, probably at least the end of the calendar year. I don't have any trips planned. Uh, buying a whole house, I don't really have any money to travel yeah. right now either now. <laughs> so it may be because of COVID. It may be because I'll be super broke. Um, yeah, hey, good but... time to... I mean, not really much is going on where you're going to be spending a bunch of money. You know? Yeah, exactly. So I was just like, yeah, I, I don't think I'll be traveling anytime soon. <laughs> Not necessarily because of COVID, also just financially. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel it. I feel it. Oh, man. What about, would you do like a road trip? Or what, what kind of travel oh, road would you trip do? I would do road trip for sure. Yeah. Like, um, I think we were talking about Yosemite or something like that, or uh, a short little trip somewhere. I would do that for sure. But I don't think I'm getting on a plane and doing, you know, um, a super expensive trip anytime soon yeah i think i'll be passing on getting on a plane as well because i'm worried yeah. about like dying or anything like that it's like eh, why even take the risk you know yeah and if like if, if where you're going things are going to be shut down and stuff too oh so, yeah it's gonna um, be less fun i think seattle is like honestly one of the better cities to be quarantined at and be going through covid at just because there's so many outdoor activities and it's going to be good weather usually from now until like mid-september Mm -hmm. um late september and so like, i think it's a great place to kind of kick it well yeah this stuff passes versus go somewhere else and have to risk and spend money and stuff be shut down there you know yeah agreed and one thing that's really nice about seattle even though the weekends have kind of not really been very good weather it's been raining almost every weekend mm -hmm. or just pretty gray out but it's during this time of year how light it stays out like it's light from 6 a.m yeah. to like 9 30 <laughs> it's weird yeah it's it makes you feel awake too when you wake up and it's just sunny out you're like oh, okay wow i'm like i only got five hours of sleep but i feel more refreshed because the sun's out yeah exactly yeah it, and yeah see in seattle you just appreciate the sun so much more too because it isn't mm -hmm. it isn't as frequent but yeah and you got to make sure you get that vitamin d a lot of people that have been dying from covid are deficient in vitamin d so make sure you get Get some sun, everybody. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's, I, I had not heard that. I'll make sure I get extra vitamin D now. <laughs> yeah, I supplement it too. Start... Sorry, what are you saying? Oh, no, I was just going to say I'm going to start taking mad supplements. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do supplement with vitamin D, though, just because uh, there's not very much sun here in general, and especially yeah. during the winter and stuff like that, we don't get any. And people with darker skin tones um, typically have more trouble getting it. And even though I look in this camera really white because of lighting, I still yeah. need it. <laughs> do you take a pill or do you do like the light treatment? Uh, I inject it, actually. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
<laughs> oh no, I just I just take a little pill. A little pill. Yeah. I've seen I think a lot of California people that move here do the light, right? Like they have a, a lot of people light. at my work that are from Yeah. They have like a little sunlight setup. Damn, yeah, it's weird. I, I personally like not having a bunch of sunlight doesn't bother me too much because you know, literally I've lived here my entire life except for a short period of time when I lived in San Jose, which was nice because I think it rained twice when I lived there for like 10 mm -hmm. months. So it's pretty great weather. Um, and you definitely do feel like a mood booster, but I'm just so used to it that I, mean, I don't really need it. I always look forward to it later on in the year. What, what about you? Do you think you need, need the sunlight? I I don't know. I, I have also lived here my area, at least in the Pacific Northwest region, all my life. And so... Um, I've survived so far without it all the time. I will say it will be a bummer if, you know, COVID continues through the fall and winter time frame because I usually try to take at least a couple trips um, in like the January, March time frame to like sunnier places. And so we, we try to go to San Diego at least like once a year, LA area, once a year, like when mm -hmm. it gets really dark, just get some sun. And so if I'm not able to do a couple of those trips, that will be a bummer for sure. Like once it gets a little bit darker again. Yeah. Um, but I should be able to survive. Yeah. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> Got this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, did you see um, that I think there's like a poll done and it showed that in Seattle, uh, one in five residents essentially or renters is um, worried that they won't be able to make rent for July. Yeah, I, I did read that. I think the Seattle, was it the Seattle Times published it? Yeah. Wrote about it, yeah. And when I was reading to that, like, two things really terrified me. I think first off that one in five people in Seattle may not be able to make rent or are worried about it. Like, that's super concerning. And then as I read it, the thing that really stuck out to me is that we were, like, 15th in the country. We mm -hmm. were actually one of the better, as I did that survey, we were actually one of the better placed um, cities, you know, relative to our size. And so I thought that was even more concerning that, um, one in five sounds really bad, but as I looked through the list, it was like, there's actually, you know, 14 yeah. cities ahead of us that are in a lot worse condition. Yeah. Like Miami is almost 50% of people that yeah. are renting there, which is crazy. And then, um, in the article as a whole, they said 27% of Amer Americans just in general are worried about if they'll be able to pay rent. So hmm. it's just like, damn, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like another stimulus bill might be uh, needed just because they only gave people, the, I know they did the unemployment and whatnot, but uh, only gave people like $1,200 a month uh, for three, four months or whatever. It's just not enough. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think they extended the the $600 a week to the unemployment. No, they haven't yet. Which... Yeah, I think it will ultimately kind of be a mistake. I was really surprised that they did one round. I think as, you know, COVID was first kicking out off, the, the the consensus was that it would be two, if not like three rounds of the stimulus um, and that they would probably get it done relatively quickly. But just one so far, just one. Yeah, yeah and it's also crazy because um, what I've seen a little bit of is people kind of saying, oh, well, people should have just saved. This will be like a lesson that you need to save and have in a sort of an emergency fund in case something happens. But I don't think that would apply to this case for many reasons. One, uh, 
when has it ever been where it's just like you're not allowed to work sorry you can't make any money and i'll, I'll maybe i'll give yeah. you a little bit of money and then in addition a lot of people that are living you know paycheck to paycheck or making very low wages which is apparent considering that a lot of people now are making more on unemployment than they did when they had their own jobs it's a lot harder to save just for one month when you're making so little it takes you way longer mm -hmm. like to save for one month could take you a year could take you two years uh, so it's not really possible and you can't really blame people and they're not making enough money uh, to begin with that they don't have you know a sufficient um, savings and they need months of it anyway yeah yeah i get nervous that when we look back in a couple of years like what impact this will have on the wealth gap just because mm -hmm. i think especially in the u.s that wealth gap has gotten wider and wider over the last you know 20 years especially with the 2008 crisis and i think this is just gonna have a super lasting impact um and it'll be it'll be difficult to climb back from i think it's gonna take you know maybe decades yeah it's especially if they end up having to close stuff down um again because we haven't even really seen the true effects of what's going on i think we're going to mm -hmm. with them you know ending the unemployment benefits um, shortly yeah, yeah. that's going to be if they and if they don't bring anything back then we're really going to start to see something especially because there are certain businesses that just didn't survive and just aren't going to survive this um mm -hmm. and so and people companies aren't hiring right now like pretty much nobody's going to be hiring so you have a bunch of people that are just now getting cut, especially from corporate jobs that are seeing, mm -hmm. uh, you know, bigger losses and whatnot. And then people who might be skilled can't even go out and look for a job because nobody's hiring because everyone's concerned about these next upcoming months and, you know, second wave and that sort of a thing. Yeah, because I think uh, the corporate cuts too, I think some of them have taken place, especially within the more impacted industries. Like Airbnb had a pretty bad, uh, they announced... Uh, pretty strong layoffs. I think Uber did something similar, but I think the kind of the tail effect of that, like the, the industries that aren't directly impacted from it, but are now getting like secondary impacts of it just as like consumer spending goes down, et cetera. Um, I think those corporate cuts, like we haven't necessarily seen yet. Yeah. And so as that takes place, um, yeah, I, I think it would just be bad, obviously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and the other the crazy part about it that I don't think a lot of people have mentioned is we might not find a vaccine. <laughs> like, hopefully, we find a vaccine. Nobody's mentioned that they might they might just not be able to actually figure it out. I mean, there's plenty of stuff that they don't have vaccines for, and it may take a long time too, because yeah. uh, a lot of people have said a year, eighteen months. But as like the pharma folks have like reiterated multiple times, like that's the best case scenario. Mm -hmm. that's like world record speed we yeah. get it yeah <laughs> world record speed dang that sounds very <laughs> far away also ah oh, man but yeah it's it's worse it's a lot of stuff going on it's a lot of stuff going on and trump's kicking off his re-election rallies again we were briefly talked about it last week as it was like taking place real time his tulsa rally and i don't know if you saw the numbers from that but it's the biggest rally he's ever. <laughs> His campaign manager said they were expecting like a million people. Fire department said all in all, 6,200 people showed up. Nice. Very close. Almost. <laughs> yeah. 
he only missed by what is that 990,000 people <laughs> hey not not bad <laughs> not bad it's basically same he round up really hard <laughs> yeah is that even one percent of a million people i don't know if it is oh yeah i think it's close to yeah yeah it's it's one percent it's more than one percent yeah and um yeah it's about one percent of what they expected yeah. Huh. uh yeah i mean hopefully i i've heard that i've heard mixed things that happened um one was people on tiktok like k-pop fans had signed up a bunch yeah um and kind of uh, made it so they thought that there was more people coming than actually would and so they you know kept selling tickets or something along those lines and then i've mm-hmm. also heard people were saying they couldn't get in because of the protests but that's been disproven because there wasn't really yeah, that well, massive protest outside of it <laughs> <laughs> um but then i've also heard that the tiktok thing wasn't true and that the actual reason was uh, what was it I think people just didn't show up as much as they thought just in general and that tiktok had nothing to do with it but i feel like maybe the tiktok did and they just don't want to you know give people an incentive to keep doing that yeah and i think um trump and pence are underestimating i think they're beginning to realize this that although uh, a certain percentage of their base like don't believe coronavirus is real or that masks are fake and whatever I do think there's like a very solid percentage of Trump supporters that like are very cognizant that there's a deadly virus being spread around. And so I do think they'll like have an impact on his rallies too. I don't know if they appreciated that as much as first, but um, I think they, they now are. And Pence was photographed wearing a mask for like one of the first times as he exited a plane recently. And so um, it seems like they may turn a corner a little bit on it just because I don't know if like, their base like entirely believes coronavirus is fake and are willing to go into a super crowded arena to cheer on trump you know yeah and a lot of trump's base is actually really old and so i'm sure a lot of these old people are maybe seeing either maybe they've gotten sick or they're seeing their friends getting sick and you know maybe not making it and so it's like okay now this is actually real i mean it personally affected me how can you say it's it's not real and then (laughs) Uh, in addition to that, seeing all the shutdowns and everything like that, and now in the the red states, um, I think it kind of just more so confirms, like, hey, this is something's fishy up here. It's kind of undeniable, but I mean, he's definitely I mean, yeah, the... led people astray before, and then they've totally believed it when it didn't make any sense. So, <laughs> yeah, that's very true. the The picture of him getting back to the White House after the rally, the campaign rally. I don't know if you've seen that with like his tie undone and stuff. Mm-mm. He looks super defeated. <laughs> he looked. <laughs> very bummed <laughs> <laughs> dang yeah because that's his thing i feel like of anything that trump does i feel like his rallies are his favorite thing that he just looks forward to because there's just a bunch of people uh, yeah that i love think him. so and he's so used to having the uh the the crooked media calling him out at his uh yeah uh, his press conferences and whatnot so he's just like it's all people that just love him to death just saying trump trump build the who's gonna build the wall who's gonna pay for the wall mexico like all that stuff (laughs) yeah yeah he um they just started the coronavirus briefings again they had one for the first time in two months um a couple days ago trump didn't attend but they had to kick that kick that back off yeah 
and then Pence was there. Mm-hmm. The only other thing uh, I think on that one I wanted to mention was it is very interesting to see the White House press secretary. I'm forgetting her name, um, but you know the new one. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. I don't remember her name. Though. Yeah, um, I it, I would try to remember, but she'll probably be gone in the next yeah. month or two. <laughs> so yeah, I, I always question like, is it worthwhile? Um, you know, remembering just because how many have you has he had now? Three or four, maybe. Mm-hmm. Who knows? It's like it's musical chairs with his cabinet. Yeah, exactly. And having her try to defend um, Trump's comments is like super cringy. Like he said, the what did he call it? The Kung Fu virus or something this week? Kung Fu virus. Yeah. Yeah. And watching her try to defend that, I'm like, oh, man, he's a fan of the Rough. arts, martial arts. He's a big guy. He watches UFC. <laughs> it's a yeah, compliment. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's super cringy to watch. Yeah, and I think it's because I, you mentioned this earlier this week of how he was, uh, he's using it to, you know, maybe China might have been not been honest initially with their findings and how bad the virus was. Yeah. But at this point, he's kind of trying to put his handling of the coronavirus on them rather than you mm-hmm. know, him and his administration um, and what's going on there. Because other countries, you know, we're in the same boat as us and they're not doing as bad with the virus oh yeah (laughs) so it's kind of like he can't even really make that argument anymore yeah yeah i agree and he's definitely trying to shift blame as much as he can Mm -hmm. yeah yeah but uh kind of shifting gears a little bit did you see um any of the kind of accusations of voter suppression going on this week particularly in Kentucky. I've heard a little bit about it, a little bit about it. Yeah, so basically what went on there is they were having um, some voting in Kentucky specifically for... Um, one of the, one of the big ones was actually for who will be the Democratic uh, person to go up against Mitch McConnell, which, to be honest, mm-hmm. I think Mitch McConnell's basically got this on lock. Kentucky's a very red yeah, state. There's, sure. no, there's no way that they're going to vote for any of the Democrats. But people were claiming voter suppression because um, Kentucky, what they said was they were limiting the number of polls due to the coronavirus, which is kind of funny because they don't really have you know strict uh, laws or anything like that um, there. But <laughs> um, so basically, they typically have uh, almost 4,000 polls across the state. And this year they only had 170, so you know, a significant re- reduction. And in Jefferson County, wait, can you say that one more time, Dylan? You said f- how many to how many? Oh, they typically have about 4,000 polling stations, and yeah. this year they had 170. Okay, yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I was hoping you said like 400, or I was just like, did you really say 4,000 to? <laughs> 170 okay got it yeah yeah yeah. so 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 vastly different and in jefferson yeah yeah a bit of jump and in jefferson county which is the home to uh, louisville which is one of the state's largest black populations um, it has a total of over 600k registered voters not just black though of course but just registered voters voters Mm -hmm. in total Uh, they only had one polling station 
And so a lot of people were like, how is a city that large and, you know, a county that large only have one station to vote with that many people, you know, going in and trying oh, to vote? Oh, wow. It's like almost impossible for everyone to get in. It takes hours and hours. Man, some of this stuff, yeah, it's just like super modern, very queer cut racism. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's because and especially because they know that um you know specific races like the black community typically votes um a more liberal leaning or more um, democrat this in this case is kind mm -hmm. of weird because they are voting for whoever's going to represent them as the democrat um mm -hmm. against mitch mcconnell and one of the guys is actually you know very liberal um, big on black lives matter and then the a Democratic nominee, which is like really endorsed by the um, Democratic Party, like Chuck Schumer and all those people. Um, mm -hmm. She was like a former, um, I believe she was in the Air Force or just some military experience like that. So it's kind of hard to see what the incentive would be there. I mean, maybe they think that um, she has a better chance and so they want to um, restrict or give her better odds just because the race was getting a lot closer. So I don't know if it's so much the Republicans doing it or the Democrats, but a lot of Democrats have called them out for it. So it's kind of a an interesting issue, unless they're more concerned about what's going to happen once Mitch McConnell goes against either one of the candidates, if the polling stations is just going to be one, one, one station in Louisville. Uh, that would be my guess. I don't know. It's kind of It's kind of a... It's yeah. kind of a lot of layers to look at it from, kind of yeah, going through it in real time. It, it, yeah, but it definitely seems, you know, a very consistent theme through, um, it seems like almost every election or voting cycle of suppressing votes in minority neighborhoods. Yeah, that's that's definitely true. They tried to do the same thing in Georgia recently as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's insane stuff. It makes me nervous. Yeah, it does. It makes me really... <laughs> Because they're they're trying to stop Nervous the mail-in. Nervous is probably an understatement. <laughs> yeah, they're trying to stop the uh, mail-in ballots as well, and then not give people enough polls, and so it limits the number of people that can vote, especially in these areas. That'd be a good way to kind of steal the election. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, it's super close. It is coming. The presidential is coming right down the right around the corner which it, it seems it seems super weird to think about it seems like it's um there's not that much coverage on it just because like it's people probably already know who they're voting for you know yeah actually though um i was uh looking at a poll that was actually published by fox um fox news in particular and they were showing that trump was down in a bunch of states that he would typically have on lock um for example florida Who's down there, which is pretty crazy. Um, Texas, sorry, Texas is the actual real crazy one because Texas is always Republican for the most part. It's very close in yeah. those states, um, but he was down in those two and a few others that are traditionally Republican one states, uh, not even battleground states. And uh, I think what they were saying was that because Biden is so kind of central and he doesn't seem like he'd be like just a crazy super left-wing change that people mm -hmm. aren't as apprehensive and aren't as you know worried of him being president versus like let's say um a bernie sanders or like a hillary clinton 
Um, mm-hmm. And instead, they're like, I mean, it wouldn't be that bad if it was Biden. It wouldn't be like that much of a real change. And so a lot of yeah. people that are more central um, are more open to voting for Biden now because of that, just because of how Trump's um, handled things in the recent months. Yeah. And it seems uh, it definitely seems like that was DNC's play was to, you know, pick someone super moderate and why I think um, Amy and Pete, you know, dropped out and made sure they rallied it behind them before. I can't remember what primary day, but it was like right before like that really big slate of states voted mm-hmm. um, to try to make sure they rally under someone moderate. And it seems like the bet paid off with coronavirus, especially. Yeah. Um, I think uh, having someone that's pretty boring and that you can trust you know, more or less is, uh, is turning out to be a, a pretty good pick in light of coronavirus. Yeah. It's, I'm starting to, at first I was really, uh, like disappointed with the democratic party that he was the mm-hmm. candidate, but now it's starting to seem like a smarter and smarter move for them. Like they were a few steps ahead of everyone. In yeah. Terms of him just, being well, just, just boring, I guess, like you mentioned, nothing too crazy yeah. about him no major changes or anything like that. Cause I don't think, um, Elizabeth or Bernie would have been great. Cause it's just a lot of their pushes, um, just with coronavirus. That's like, you know, the, the number one thing right now. And so I don't know how much of like what they were proposing would have resonated in light of coronavirus, just cause it was like super focused on specific things. Um, and so, yeah, just having someone that's like a, a moderate, hand to guide through the next four years you know should be good yeah and i think now what they really just need to do is they really need to push the idea that a vote for a vote not for biden is a vote for trump um, because there are still some people within the democratic party uh, in particular people that are um, you know a bit more to the left and a bit more liberal leaning that are really unhappy with joe biden and so now they kind of just need to push that so those people still vote for Joe just because they don't want Trump at this point. As long as they yeah. can do that, then I think they're they're in a pretty good spot right now. Yeah. And I think um they those those people will vote for Biden at the end of the day too. Like I don't think they're so selfish that they would just not vote or um vote for like a third party candidate. Like I think they know it's at stake mm-hmm. and um they will come to the middle begrudgingly. Yeah, and I think there's going to be a big push um, by the Republicans to kind of um, undermine Biden by, you know, saying he's not liberal or whatnot. Maybe mm-hmm. not directly. They're not going to obviously say that, but there will probably be, you know, ads and stuff like that. And they're they're hoping for a lot of Democrat infighting um, versus unity. Because one of the things about the Republicans is they're very unified. That's why they're able to get stuff done, where the mm-hmm. Democrats were... The party's identity is still, you know, a lot of people want it to be more progressive and there's old people like like, like the things, the way things were before. And so it's just constantly uh, a battle inside. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the VP yeah. pick will be important to get the people on the left and board, uh, mm-hmm. which I think will, will um, really seal the deal for them though at this point. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Have you been following Chopped at all? Yeah, oh yeah, of course. Chopped, I look at it every chopped. day. <laughs> chopped, yes, I love that cooking show. 
they're shutting it down, right? Yeah, they're shutting it down. They uh, tried on Friday, I guess. They were trying to take down some of the barriers, and they got there at like yeah. 6 in the morning. And then, like, a protester just lied in front of it. <laughs> so they couldn't get it. And they, yeah. they're supposed to be going back today, actually. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, they'll they'll get it. They might just have to wait a while. I think the mayor will be patient. They don't want a bad, you know, publicity hit. Um, forcibly removing people. I think they'll just probably wait it out. Yeah, but how long are... They're starting to get sued now. Like class action lawsuits yeah, true. are being brought upon them by residents and businesses, which I don't blame them, honestly. Like, <laughs> they're supposed yeah. to kind of protect them and not just abandon the area. <laughs> yeah, that's... um. Yeah, I did see that, and I think that makes sense. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't seen how many protesters are left. Like, I would imagine if there's not that many left, it's only they, like, real... have to use a bathroom or eat, mm-hmm. you know? And so, at some point, they will not be there. Yeah, um, that'd be my strategy would just be to do a few things. Like, one, definitely don't clean the porta potties at all. Just leave them there. Um, cut off the water, because I know they set up, like, fountains and stuff like that, and then just not bring any food or anything. And they're eventually probably going to, you know, just have to leave. Yeah. Because, yeah, I think, you know, it's unfair that it's become an unsafe environment, but it has. And so um, I don't know how constructive it is to, like, maintain that unsafe environment there. And so and I do think, like, a lot of the protesters and organizers have realized that, too, which is why, you know, a good cohort of them have agreed to leave as the city has requested. But there may just be some that are holding out a little bit. Yeah, and I've seen that. I was actually watching Como, which is like a local local news station here. Um, just, you know, your general channel one. But they were saying that the protesters that were remaining, um, the leadership was demanding that SPD get defunded by 50% or they're not leaving. And how they came to that number, it just sounds like they just threw that out there. In all honesty, yeah. I doubt they're <laughs> really you know mm-hmm. that organized when they at first didn't even know what they wanted. You know, you don't really see like, Who's that actually the leader and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Um, so that's not going to happen for sure. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they get them out there, though, aside from hoping that they leave um, when they stop doing the toilets and stuff like that. Because um, I still think there's going to be some people that stay there, especially people that already may have been living in tents already or just like super diehard about it. Um, I definitely think they're going to probably have to forcibly remove some people if they want to take it back i don't think it's just going to be people are just gonna leave they're gonna or at least arrest some people i don't think it's possible i don't think the they're just gonna leave yeah yep yep i agree it'll it'll be interesting to see what happens you know today and over the next couple of days and um how that unfolds you know hopefully it's done safely and that um you know, everyone's good, but I do imagine it'll be pretty contentious. Yeah, hopefully um, it doesn't turn into something like Waco, that show. Spoiler alert. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think <laughs> I think good, that was a good TV show. Yeah, I don't think it's going to end entirely peacefully. Mm-hmm. As soon as they grab somebody, then it's just going to everybody's going to get grabbed. And yeah. I mean, they, they at this point they don't really have a choice though because it's not safe and mm-hmm. it's the 
and just in general, they can't really do that. I mean, the Seattle, the city basically kind of let it happen by leaving their third precinct. I don't think they thought that a community was going to be built around it. But, yeah, I don't think it was just handled the best way. I don't think they should have ever kind of let this thing become a thing. Like, what do they expect to happen? Jenny Durkin is, she's not going to be there. <laughs> no, I would never she, um, she's I know she's horrible. trying to save it, but, uh, yeah, she... I think she's done for. Oh, yeah. N- undoubtedly. Because she's so all over the place. And... Yeah, like every... And, you know, it's it's unfair, too, because in her position, like, that is a very difficult position to be on. Yeah. But I think, you know, more conservative people are upset with her, more liberal people are upset with her. <laughs> it's just everyone's kind of upset. Yeah. Um, and granted, you know, like, to her credit, it is a very, very difficult situation to navigate. But, uh, you know ultimately just more stating a i think a fact of a lot of people are upset with her and i think the re-election will be really difficult yeah i would never vote for her <laughs> i just yeah, yeah i mean the handling of it was just so poor it's just this just in my opinion just should have never become a thing because of how it's going to end and you have to yeah. you have a duty as a mayor like i just think of if i was a business owner or i live there just taking everything aside, I wouldn't care what people were protesting if it was like how it was there and how it's gotten where people are getting murdered and stuff like that at night and people are doing a bunch of crazy stuff and just drugs everywhere. Um, I just wouldn't be for it personally. Like, just like, can we do this somewhere else that's more productive? Because I don't, I don't get how this is going to really actually make a change. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of businesses around that area i don't know if you saw the moiji video yeah it's all that moiji's canceled now yeah do you want to give people some background on what happened (laughs) yeah so what happened was in this video circling online if you if you google moiji fight video it would probably pop up um but basically it looks like the general manager of moiji was arguing with a couple of um people outside of the moiji restaurant and sorry moiji is a a sushi restaurant in seattle cap hill area um like right in the middle of cap hill and as he's arguing with her he used a very very um terrible racial slur that i don't even want (laughs) to call her the (laughs) n-word yeah yeah a a stupid n-word um and you know of course immediately uh confrontation happens rightfully so and the the two people that he used the racial swear against um approach him was like you know what why would you call us that and you know we're obviously girls, very upset by the way and he's like a oh yeah big that's dude. actually a very important point as i transition to this next thing that happened um two women and um as they're like confronting him about it he uh they start to get into a, like a physical fight and he starts like trying to throw punches, like close fist punches at them. And then a couple of other people step in and they rough him up the, the general manager pretty good. Although I was very surprised he walked away from it. I don't think um, we were joking. Around. Yeah. I don't know. Um, he, it seemed like he got very lucky. If yeah. other people were in, in that situation, I don't know if he would have walked away from well, people that. had stopped it. Like black people came in and broke it up. Shout yeah. out for them mm-hmm. for being good people. But, you know. <laughs> yeah because oh man that guy yeah you call my girlfriend that and then hit swing her too. first he swung first too. swing swing <laughs> first with a closed fist yeah. oh man i don't know if you're walking away from that yeah <laughs> um 
And so they they've gotten a ton of heat. The owners posted a video um, basically apologizing and saying they fired the general manager. I don't know your take on it. Like if um, if the the negativity that they've received is appropriate um, or maybe a, a different question to ask is if um, if, you know, going forward, does it make sense that you know, basically they're not going to exist as a restaurant anymore, you know, given that video. My kind of general thoughts are I was super disappointed in watching the video. And I think um, as the owners to that restaurant, when you're hiring a general manager, and I'm sure they may be personal friends or whatnot, uh, that's something you know, like what he did was so outrageous that Mm -hmm. like that's a character flaw, in my opinion. That's something that isn't, you know, pops up randomly. And like he does a terrible thing. Yeah, you you see some flags for like it's insane what he did. Yeah, like he just straight up he he kind of opened with that shit too. <laughs> like, yeah, which is uh pretty crazy and it's always hard because a lot of companies don't have control over their employees, but this guy's the general manager and they're the owner, so yeah. they know this person pretty well. It's not like this is just someone yeah. that they just he's just a he's just a worker like a waiter or something like that. Uh, just giving how high he up, how high up he was in position, um, I think they had have known something about his character that wasn't, you know, very good. If he's gonna swing on a woman, or swing on two girls, and you know, call them the N word, uh, that doesn't seem like yeah. just something that's. Oh wow, he just he just had a moment where he got really mad just out of nowhere. Like, I th- yeah, yeah, you that's yeah, that's it's not a a random moment that you know a, a good person randomly has like i think there's character flaws that you notice building up to that Mm -hmm. um the people that i surround myself with i know for a fact that just wouldn't happen you know and so um i i think it's a a poor assessment of um not only how they judge his character but assuming they saw some red flags you know beforehand not taking action on those red flags yeah absolutely and who knows maybe you know, he always acts perfect around them because they are his bosses and do pay his checks. And maybe the people that work underneath him know that he's a certain way. But I feel like if you are an owner of a business, if you're at least someone involved in the business, they would know that he he's probably not the, the best person in the world. But maybe he gets his job done or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I think um, it, I was, you know, it's a terrible, terrible video to watch um and it is honestly like super hurtful but like the the one positive um and i almost hesitate to call it a positive but i i do think as other restaurant owners look at that video hopefully they have more reflection on not even restaurants just business owners in general they reflect on who am i hiring who do i have in charge right now mm-hmm. what are their values um and doesn't align with mine am i at risk that you know, I've hired this general manager who gets a job done for sure, but I've noticed says some stuff that is not aligned with our restaurants or businesses views. Is it appropriate that I continue to employ them? Although I see red flags. And so I do hope as that video circulates, um, at least one, one small positive is that other businesses take a look and, um, reflect on who they employ and who they have leading the show and does it reflect the values that they hold um i do hope that's like just one small thing that comes out of this yeah i think that's a great point and 
for the companies or businesses that don't even care. Just think of it this way. Uh, if you do have an employee like that and then a video ever did come out like that, it could just ruin your business forever. So, you know, regardless of what you think, I think they're sh- done. You shouldn't. Yeah. I mean, I'm already boycotting them because I don't like sushi. So <laughs> it's easy Dude, you're like the original boycotter. Yeah. <laughs> I, I knew something was I up. Knew it. <laughs> I knew they serve raw fish there. They're probably racist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. So yeah, I, mean, I think just given the location of their restaurant, um, especially that they're probably. They're probably done. And I'm sure they were having already some troubles with COVID. That's going to be something that's really hard to come back from. Yeah. yeah. But who knows? Maybe they're completely innocent. The guy was a sweetheart to them all the time. They just didn't know because they're not that involved in this particular business. Um, but I guess we'll really never know. And maybe they need to get more involved in. You yeah. Know? And <laughs> yeah. Maybe they should have gotten more involved, you know? Yeah. Very true. But yeah, it's a wake up call for them at the end of the day, regardless of how this goes. I don't think I would agree with you. I think most people are going to be like, fuck this place. If they if they have anyone that works here like that, you know, I can go somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Especially it's just the number of options that are plentiful. Um, Suka is around there. Shout out to Suka. They have some some great sushi. If you're trying to find an alternative to, did you Luigi. see the the vidgy, video though of Suka? No, I'm just kidding. They're general. No. <laughs> I know I'm gonna be yeah roasted, outed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, a lot of stuff happening. A lot of yeah. stuff happening right now. Yep, and today we're actually going to our our boy Eli's graduation party. So we should probably actually shut this down now. Yeah, we should. Congratulations, Eli. Coming to doctor, it's, it's um, it's big stuff. It's pretty tight. Hopefully, we get the homie discount, free. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but anyway, uh, thanks everyone for listening. If you can, feel free to share this with a friend. Um, we also are doing clips now on YouTube, which makes it really easy to share. The full podcast will still be here, audio only version, but it's a good way to yep. share with a friend and. If you just want to look at our faces for a little bit, um, go and subscribe. Um, it's Out of Office Podcast. Um, just type that on YouTube and one of the videos should come up. Maybe not the top, but <laughs> somewhere around there. You might have to throw a Josh or Dylan in there to yeah. get it, but <laughs> we're working on the SEO. We're getting there. Yeah, yeah, we're getting there. Uh, yeah. All right. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>